0: You're listening to Impact Bound, powered by Altria. We're getting ready for Impact 2020 with nearly 5,000 in attendance, 600 exhibitors, and a performance from national recording artist, Maggie Rose. Hey Indianapolis, it's your friend Maggie Rose, and I'm so looking forward to coming on March 25th to the Indiana Convention Center to play a show during the Impact Concert Series. So make sure you get your tickets and we'll see you soon. And now, from the Vibonomics National Headquarters, this is
1: Impact Bound.
0: Welcome to Impact Bound, presented by Altria. My name is Adam Ritz from Vibonomics. And on the phone, we have a special guest all the way from Texas. It's Russ Haker. Hello, Russ.
1: Hello, Adam. Good morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, taking the time and uh, checking in with Impact Bound. Uh, I want to get to your presentation. You're one of the speakers at Impact 2020 uh, entitled, EMV 2020, nearing the finish line. We'll talk all about that in just a second. Uh, But first, tell us what you do with Dover Fueling Solutions and your connection to the C-Store industry.
1: So I've been with Dover Fueling Solutions and its various forms. Used to be uh, Wayne Fueling Systems for over 15 years. I've been in all kinds of roles in the company. But for the last year, I've been predominantly the guy to go to for anything EMV and help driving our business during this transition period. I've been going around the country for the last 12 months giving presentations, just like the one I'm going to do at Impact. Uh, so much so that some of my internal colleagues have dubbed me EMV evangelist. So I kind of prefer that title to my director title. So,
0: you you're the sales strategy director, also known as the EMV evangelist. I love that title. That's a great title. Yeah,
1: I was thinking maybe I ought to start. Uh, you get a, a white collar and a black suit to start uh, touring and doing these presentations. And hopefully I'm at this impact show um, everybody who attends, I'll be able to convert them uh, towards uh, making a move towards EMB and updating their uh, business.
0: Now I've done a little research on, on this uh, finish line, as you call it uh, here in October, the deadline to have all the pumps and C stores transition to chip compatibility compatibility with the credit cards. Um, are there, C-store owners that are are not quite on board with how urgent this is?
1: That is a big hurdle that we are facing in the industry. There's a lot of myth and misnomer around EMV and what it's designed to do and the benefit for the C-store owner. I would say that the, the biggest issue for these guys right now is they don't fully understand the potential impact of their business. So the risk for them does not outweigh the cost of making this upgrade.
0: That's what they think correct they think there's um, no risk
1: that's correct they, they don't see it uh, i again with all the presentations i've been doing over the last 12 months these guys don't the owners of these stations don't understand uh how much fraud activity is actually happening on the gas station fueling side of the forecourt now since the indoor EMB transition has taken place these fraudsters now have moved their crime activity to the gas station forecourt and ATMs in that in a different in that different market, since they can no longer commit this type of fraud inside the store.
0: Well, I'll tell you, as a, as just a customer, I I think about it almost every time I fill up my car. When I put my card in the pump, uh, I'm thinking, I wonder if somebody, some hacker, has some sort of, uh, you know, miniature minuscule thing inside this slot that's going to steal my credit card info and and brought me out of a thousand bucks. I'm always thinking about that. So uh, it is a a topic that uh, I'm a little surprised to hear you say that a a lot of C-store owners aren't taking, I guess, that seriously. So your presentation entitled EMV 2020 Nearing the Finish Line, you will present this at Impact 2020. Uh, What are some of the, I I don't want to give away the the cow for free. Uh, Let's give away some milk here. Uh, so that our listeners can, I really want them to to come to your session and learn more about this. Uh, I guess what are the some of the highlights?
1: Well, one of the things we'll be talking about is what does the fraud activity actually look like in the market today, uh, and where the market's at. I'll be talking about that at both general market levels across the U.S., but also trying to drive home the message of what the individual retailer might see uh, in terms of costs if they choose not to upgrade. And this type of uh, fraudulent activity hits their doorstep. So hopefully to make it something more real to them.
0: Do you have any of those numbers you can share with me? uh, Let's say.
1: Absolutely. Um, So, you know, if you look at some of the other trade industry uh, consortiums like NAX and Conexus, they're projecting that fraud, credit card fraud on the forecourt will exceed $450 million in the U.S. this year. And then when you start looking at what individual stations that are already responsible for these costs in high fraud markets like Florida, Chicago, Phoenix, Houston, Dallas, we're seeing numbers of individual stations that are are seeing fraud losses in anywhere from hundreds of dollars a month month, to thousands of dollars a month. In some cases, we're seeing some in the tens of thousands, even over $100,000 a month in losses, depending on how much volume they're doing on the forecourt.
0: So the number that just popped out in 2020 alone, you're saying there's going to be $450 million worth of credit card fraud in just the C-store fuel industry?
1: Yes. just just That's just on forecourts that Max is estimating that. On the outside, uh, four courts of gas stations and refueling stations. Last year in 2019, it broke 400 million. So 450s. What Naxson and Texas are anticipating this year. This activity has also grown six to seven times um, in in total over the last five years since the indoor transition. So as we've seen, indoor fraud come down since the implementation of EMV indoors, and as a result, as I mentioned earlier, fraudsters have had to turn their attention to the to the fueling points uh, outside on the forecourt and that those costs have gone up uh, very disproportionately in the last five years since that transition
0: so this deadline that they're mandated to change over to be chip card ready in october of this year it's for their protection it's to benefit them the c-store and the c-store owner what happens if if they don't comply let's say october goes by it's now november and they haven't done this what happens
1: So the transition date is actually October 1st. On October 1st, the merchants will begin picking up the costs of this type of fraud activity, the losses associated with it, and the chargeback fees that currently their host providers are picking up. That is the banks that settle these payments for a convenience store owner or retailer. So the banks are footing these costs today. And come October 1st, they will be passed down to the merchant themselves. If they do not have the technology running on their site to process a check, chip transaction on the forecourt.
0: That's unbelievable. Yeah, I've had to fill out uh, forms for a you know a couple hundred dollar charge that I didn't make. Uh, yeah. The bank or the credit card company uh, reimburses me. Uh, if that happens after October first uh, at a fuel pump, that individual location will be responsible for that fund for those funds.
1: That's correct. And the the issue around that is some of these numbers, depending on how much business these uh, C stores do, these could be wrecked. Bank-breaking losses for them that put them out of business. I don't. I don't know a lot of sea stores out there that can actually foot these kinds of losses for consecutive months before they're underwater financially.
0: Do you have a statistic on how many of the current sea store locations in America are not ready for this and maybe won't be ready? I mean, is there enough manpower to get this thing done? If everybody said, "Okay, let's do it. We got to get it done by October first. Let's go." Can it be done?
1: If everybody started today, um, we expect that we cannot finish. There's actually uh, too much work left to be done. Only about 35% of the market has converted their hardware. uh, And about that number, about 10% have actually turned on the software. So if everybody decided tomorrow to, to to place their orders and do the upgrade, the shortage that we expect to experience is in the area of service technicians to complete the physical installs. We don't have a shortage of inventory and product. It's just a matter of getting the the service technicians out there and scheduled to complete the work. We we simply could not finish it by October 1st. And so the closer we get to the deadline, merchants are going to have problems scheduling technicians to come out and do this work.
0: This is important. This is a big deal. I'm glad you're going to be uh, speaking at Impact 2020 about this. Our guest is Russ Haker from Dover Fueling Solutions. He'll be presenting uh, at Impact 2020 about the importance of uh, meeting this October deadline to be chip-compliant with the EMV uh, as uh, we near the finish line. It's in his uh, the title of his presentation, EMV 2020, Nearing the Finish Line. Uh, before I let you go, what kind of questions are you getting from uh, attendees at the presentations that you are or have already done? What kind of questions?
1: One of the most common questions that I've been getting lately is around uh, POS vendor software. Um, the AMV solution doesn't involve just the products that my company sells; it also involves the C stores POS vendor uh, inside the store because the pumps are talking to that POS, and ultimately the payment transaction flows through the POS to the settlement banks. And the POS vendors, a lot of them are behind at their level of certification because they have to certify their software with our payment products on the forecourt, but not just ours, our competitors' products. And then they have to certify with also every payment host acquirer. The first data is the heartlands that are out there. And so that's a lot of testing and a lot of certification they've had to do. They're behind. Some of them... Some of those flavor combinations may not be ready by October 1st. So one of the most common questions I've been getting is what happens if my POS software is not ready. Uh, And I don't have a clear answer for that because ultimately the merchant is still going to be liable for the chargebacks. Uh, So my message to C-store owners and and dealers is that they should be reaching out to their POS vendors and asking them when is their EMV software to support their payment solution on the forecourt and the host network they use going to be ready for installation.
0: If you don't take care of this, your point of sale, your POS, is going to stand for something else that's POS
1: <laughs>
0: in October. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a problem. I was going to ask. You know, what's your prediction? Let's say it's September thirtieth. Uh, how many of the one hundred fifty thousand convenience stores in America? How many are going to be compliant?
1: Well, I'll go back to some numbers from Nax and Connexus They're estimating that as much as forty percent of the market will choose not to upgrade. Wow. By the October 1st deadline. And then on top of that, I think um, we're actually going to see a consolidation in the market of C-Stores. I believe as some site owners choose not to upgrade, they're gonna, and if the fraud wow. hits their doorstep, they're going to end up closing their doors. And their station is either going to be turned into a parking lot or bought up by another chain. I think we could see as much as a 10% consolidation in the market over the next couple of years as a result of this
0: transition. All right. You don't want to miss his presentation. Russ Haker from Dover Fueling Solutions. He'll be speaking about the EMV transition and that deadline come October 1st uh, at Impact 2020. I'll be there. I can't wait to meet you in person. Thanks for your time, Russ. Uh, So glad you called in.
1: You bet. Thanks a lot.
0: And don't forget, there's still floor space available. If you're thinking about exhibiting at Impact 2020, I think we're about 90% full. So you want to get in touch with Impact uh, as fast as you can to make sure you have space on the floor to present uh, your company and your products. Also, there's still a few opportunities to sponsor the Maggie Rose concert on the Wednesday night, March 25th. As a sponsor, you'll get a whole batch of tickets and be able to take your your friends, your vendors, your clients, your employees, and have a great night out in Indianapolis with a great artist, Maggie Rose. And if you want to learn more about any of these opportunities, uh, you can email Kathy with impact, it's Kathy with a C, Kathy at impact.org. And there's a dash in impact. Kathy at m pact.org. Impact Bound is sponsored by Altria. Learn more about Altria's mission and values at Altria.com. Impact Bound is recorded live to tape at Vibonomics. Information about Vibonomics in store audio advertising revenue share for C stores is at Vibonomics.com. Impact 2020 details and sponsorship opportunities can be found at m-pack.org.